Bonjour, all you gardening cats and gators, and welcome to Gardening with Cisco, November 17th. And uh, holy cats, do you believe that weather? I can't believe it. I want to introduce my guest right away so you can kick right in. <laughs> Nita Joe Roundtree, and uh, she's on the board of the Bellevue Botanical Garden, but she's, uh, she's also uh, on the steering committee for Heronswood and Probably 14 other ones. <laughs> <laughs> and she organizes the the big talks for the Botanical Garden, too, which oh, is I quite do. a job. So. It is, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I get really great speakers coming in there, like you, Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do get the best speakers. I'll tell you what, you're a pro. It's so funny, no matter where we go, if we hear someone speak or we hear about somebody, you're on it. <laughs> Well, all right. Hey, listen, um, now, uh, before uh, we start talking about a really fun thing here in a minute, uh, I want to let everybody know I'm going to be on New Day Monday, and uh, Ed Hume is coming on, and we're going to do a competition called My House Plant is Better Than Your House Plants. (laughs) We keep having these competitions, and uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So I went over to Mallbacks to pick out some great house plants to show, you know. Yeah. And uh, my friend Linda that works in the house plant department goes, "Hey, I've got something for you." I go, "What's that?" And she handed me this Country Gardens magazine from 1999 and there's a marker in there, Nita Joe. Check out the picture in there. I can't I know wait. It's, uh. even without without the marker it was impossible. Cisco Morris. <laughs> uh, look at how young I look at that picture you, from 1999. You do look oh young. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm the one without the fur. The other one is my dog, Koki. Well, you were a handsome dude. <laughs> were? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, well, that was a big surprise. I kind of remember that article, but uh, just barely. But that was a lot of fun in a 1999 Country uh, Gardens magazine. And she just happened to have it. I don't know how she happened to have that over there. You wow. Know? So she gave it to me, and it's really fun. I, that is fun. That was, that was a big surprise. I can't quite remember the article except for when I read it. The first thing I said is, uh, I'm bavard. That means you can't shut the guy up no matter what you do in French. So <laughs> I remember saying that. So that was really fun, though. Neat surprise. So, hey, if you want to see uh, uh, Ed Hume and I going uh, into a tough competition, he gives me such a hard time in these things. You wouldn't believe it. It'll be on New Day at 11 o'clock on Monday on King 5. So that's a lot of fun. That day after tomorrow. Right? Day after tomorrow. That's right. Well, Holy that'll be death. great. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. We've done uh, My Containers Better Than Yours. I think we did <laughs> My Favorite Plants Better Than Yours. Well, houseplants are so popular right now. They are. So that's really well-timed to do that right now. This is perfect timing. And, you know, I love doing shows like this because it means I get to put more houseplants in the house. (laughs) But Mary got to pick at least half of them out. Well, that's a good way to do it. (laughs) That's a better way to do it. So what I'm bringing is, uh, do you know Stapalia? No. It's, uh, It's got a different name. So it's a little cactus. 
Oh, so, no wonder uh, I don't know. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so Linda brings over this little cactus and goes, look at the bloom on this. Ooh. And it looks like a starfish. Really? And I, I asked her, I said, have you ever smelled that? She goes, no. She smelled it. She almost passed out. <laughs> They're called carrion cactus. Well, you sure want that in your house. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had one. This one had a little flower about an inch in diameter. I had one at my house, which I wish I still had. It had a flower the size of your hand. Wow. And it looked like this unbelievably beautiful starfish. It stunk so bad. The whole house smelled like it smelled like a cow died in the back room, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh Mary loved that one. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's the problem with a plant like that. You know, if it's in the house, you want to show the beautiful flower. But even that one inch or would have stunk up the whole house. Wow. So I'm bringing one of those, of course. Of course. <laughs> You'll stink up the whole TV studio. Unfortunately, I couldn't find one with a bloom. Oh. There was the one with a bloom. Someone bought it the minute she put it back on the table. I oh. bet they saw her show it to me or something. Yeah. I think the bloom might have faded by Monday anyway. Yeah. But, oh, man, I wish I could have got that one. <laughs> It'll still be a great show. It will be. It's going to be fun. Well, hey, Okay. So uh, one of my favorite things of the year is coming up right now, and it's Garden Delights at the Bellevue Botanical Garden. How many years now has that been going? Do you know? This is the 24th year. I can't believe that. They're going to have their 25th anniversary next year. Wow. So oh, boy, that's going to be a the, biggie. They're already planning oh, what they're going to do for that. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's just such an incredible event that people come to it year after year after year. If you have out-of-town company, That's everybody wants to I go love. there. Yep. Families, uh, single people. I mean, I have single people coming up to the ticket winner window and wow, buying a just want to come and see it. Yeah. Take pictures. And- yeah, exactly. It's really spectacular. And it starts next Saturday, a week from today. Uh, next Saturday. Yeah. It goes through December the 30th, including Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Oh, Every single day, wow, rain or wow. shine. What and, a fun thing to do with that company. You want to get out of the house for a while, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and every year it gets bigger and better. They add more lights. I mean, as it is, there are over 500,000 lights. Jeez, that's a lot of lights. And they have new critters and new flowers every year. These critters and flowers are made out of lights. Yeah, they use those strings of LED lights yes, and they somehow do. fashion them into the coolest critters you've ever seen plants. Exactly. My favorite thing is, you know, playing plant ID when I get there trying to figure out what they are. And this year on the inside of the education building where the gingerbread village is Now, are you allowed to nibble in there? No nibbling allowed. man. (laughs) I was thinking of bringing a little can of whipped cream, you know. It does look good enough to eat. (laughs) Uh, uh, But there's also a coffee cart in there. But there's going to be a, a table display with pictures of the actual flower and then next to it a picture of how they did it out of the lights. Oh, cool. So that's... 
pretty neat. That is cool. All right, we're going to talk more about this, but if you want to call in with Nita Joe here, there's absolutely no humanly possible way that I'll get stumped for once. <laughs> so one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. Hey, we'll be right back on the best gardening show on the radio ninety seven three Cairo FM. Hey, uh, Maxine, we're going to go to you in just a second, but there is one thing I need to know about. So every year, they make new critters for the Bellevue Botanical Garden, Garden Delights event. And uh, this year, it's a ladybug, right? On a green leaf. Oh, cool as can be. I I can't wait to see that. It took 60 volunteer hours to design and make it. Wow. So it must be a honker. It must be. Wow. So kids get to name, they have a contest, and kids get to name the critter every year. The yes, uh, the grades one through four in all these different schools. What they do is they make a drawing of a ladybug and p- pass out the drawings, and then the kids get to color them in, and they put down at the bottom what they want to name the ladybug. Oh, wouldn't that be, talk about the prestige if you're the one that names the ladybug. Wow. Yes, and there's a big preview party Friday night for invited guests, and the winner of the contest gets to come, and oh, they announce boy, oh, that boy. she's the winner, or he, and the name that they Chose. Oh, this is too fun. I can't wait to hear what the names are. So you've seen some of the entries, right? I have, but don't ask me. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but I had uh, a hard time picking one because oh, they were all be really good. That would be really hard. So how many people are on the judging thing for that? It's the Bellevue Botanical Garden Society Board of Oh, directors. so there's a number of you making yes, this. So otherwise, are... I was thinking these Fifth graders are going to be trying to bribe you. They'll be putting Brussels sprouts in your purse. You never know what's happening. I take bribes. (laughs) Uh, Oh, great. Well, this is really fun, and they have another new critter, too. Oh, another one besides Lady? They do. Um, They have always had a heron. Oh, yeah. And they decided that the heron needed a mate. Oh. So they've made a new heron with the wings open, this big wingspan. So is this a boy heron, you think? Um, If it's really good looking and big and tough like me, it's got to be a male It must be a male. It's got to be (laughs) then. Wow, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. it's Every this, year it gets better. It's just unbelievable. And they have music. They have different. I heard you're going to have different music every night. Yes. I saw that on the website. And they're going to list who's going to be there when on the website. Because they're the, still deciding right now. Yeah, right? it's on the Garden Delights website, which is gardendelights.org. Garden D lights, but you've probably got it on your website. Oh, yeah. We've got a link right on the front page to where you can buy tickets to go to 
There are free nights, but if you want to get a ticket in advance, then for just five bucks, yes. you get the goal. And, and you can use the ticket any night, so you don't have to pick a date. So you can go ahead and get your ticket and then decide when you want to oh, come. Oh, nice. So, yeah. and then you don't wait any lines right. paying to exactly. buy your ticket. Right. So we've got a, a link to Garden Delights and a link to where you can buy tickets right now. Yeah. So you, and I, I advise everyone, check that link out. It's really fun tells a whole lot about what you're going to see and do. It's so fun. It's just unbelievable. And they do, you can buy refreshments now. In, in yeah, there's a coffee cart in there, and they've got some sandwiches and hot chocolate and coffee. Any Brussels sprout casseroles? Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Listen, let's go to Maxine. She's been patiently waiting here. Hey, Maxine from Edmonds, you're on with Cisco and Nita Joel. Well, thank you for taking my call. I you... just wanted to comment about something you had actually um, given me an idea about last year. Um, I've always had problems with my Honeycrisp apple tree, having those awful apple maggots yeah. you know, that get in there. And I've always used the little footies and, you know, judiciously put them on. But what, a, what a pain in the kazootski, right? Pain in the neck. Yeah, it's kind of like a zen experience <laughs> to have to put those on. But, you know, it takes forever. Yeah. And I thought, well, something else short of yanking the tree out and putting something else in there should work. And when uh, we took a driving trip to Arizona last spring, I noticed that all of the citrus uh, orchards were using netting over the citrus trees. And, you know, we're talking, you know, grows and grows and grows of uh, these trees. And so when uh, we got back, I did some research online, and you can actually buy the netting. And so that's what I did. I bought this netting. It's polyester, and it comes in 20-foot widths. And I bought a piece that was 20 by 50 because I kind of mathematically figured out I needed, I thought I needed a piece that was 30 by 30. So I had to actually cut it and sew it together. So I made a piece that was 30 by 30. Yeah. And um, after the petals fell, um, made, you know, made sure that the, uh, all the flowers were pollinated in the spring and waited for the little apples to start forming. And my husband and I put this netting over the tree, about a seven foot tree. And, uh, then I cinched it underneath the canopy with bungee cords. And so we left that on all summer. And so the proof was, you know, taking this netting off at the end, uh, I guess it was in September, early September, and the apples were absolutely gorgeous, every wow. single one. You know, I've been hearing a lot about that. Next week, I'm going to have someone from City Fruit, this great organization that goes out and actually picks fruit, gives it to the, whole, uh, to the uh, food banks. Oh, so wonderful. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about that netting. See, way in the old days, people tried this with remay that stuff you put mm-hmm. over your veggies. But what happened was it blocked too much light. And I'm surprised right. that netting that would be a fine enough mesh wouldn't do the same thing. They figured no, out how no, to do it, it was, now. No, it, it was no problem at all. Um, it's actually very clear looking. Um, huh. it, it, it's a, it's a, you know, when you look at it up close, it's, um, 
it almost looks like tulle, you know, but it's very strong. And there were there was no there were no tears. I, oh, this I was is able so cool. to shake it out, and and I'm going to use it again next year. And you know, you know, so, this is so yeah. funny because I was just talking to my wife Mary about this because uh, she went out there and covered eight billion apples in a drover. Nuts, you know, yeah. it was a big <laughs> job. But we had a yeah. lot of really good Spartan apples this year because she got out and did it. Because usually they're just full of that apple maggot, and also yeah. you get that stupid coddling moth. And uh, so we had a lot of good apples, but we were talking, and I said, you know, maybe we can get that netting and yeah. save ourselves yeah. so much work. So we were just talking about that yesterday. Oh, good, I can't good. believe it. So, I am uh, so yeah. glad to know about that. This I'm going to really investigate cool. that. Yeah. Well, See, you know, and the, and the tricky part, of course, is that you want to make sure that there are no holes. So that's why yeah. you have to have complete coverage, and that that it that you cinch it, you know, real tight underneath. You know the but other literally thing. Literally, forget about it. There's yeah. one other thing you got to do it before the apple maggots get there. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you're going to have an audience trapped in a restaurant. And that's <laughs> not going to be good at all, you know. So, but Maxine, that is so cool. So where yeah. did you get that? You got it online? I got it online. Um, I don't know. Can I tell I, you I the, think the it's fine, it? yeah. I want it's everybody called, to know where they can get it. Sure. It's called Ag Fabric, all one word, A-G and then fabric, F-A-B-R-I-C, um, and, you know, I think dot .com. But if you just Google Ag Fabric, you'll see they have tons and tons of different um, measurement, you know, the um, different uh, sizes that you can get. And this would work for anything. It would work for, you know, any, you know, strawberries or blueberries or anything you oh, want to keep great. insects out of. Well, all right. Listen, I have to run, but I so much appreciate your call and telling us about this. And I do too. This is really exciting. Yeah. And I think lots of people out there are going to be going, I'm getting this stuff. So you're <laughs> okay. the best, Maxine. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, we're going to go to the news right now on 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, we're back, and uh, hey, I just realized that if you weren't listening real carefully about those netting things, you might not have got that address where you want to find them, and I knew I would get 100,000 emails. <laughs> oh, hey, where uh, that person got this, these covers for a fruit tree that work really well is Egg Fabric, so probably eggfabric.com. So just do a search on Egg Fabric. And you can't go wrong. So, okay. Hey, all right, Nita Joel, let's go to uh, Julie in Redmond next. Hey, Julie, K-Pasa, how you doing? I am doing great. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Say, I have a hot lips salvia, which, like you said, the hummingbirds absolutely love. Yeah. And I'm going to, I will winter it over. It's in a pot, but it's quite large. Do I trim it back now? Do I trim it back in the spring? Do I do anything to it? Well, yeah, you're going to want to trim the living tweedle out of it in the spring. I always wait. Yeah. I always wait till I see new leaves start forming at the base. Usually it's like in March or April. 
and then I cut them to four inches high. And uh, if you don't, you will have a monster on your hands, and all the flowers will be way out on the outside because they bloom as they grow. So if you cut it to four okay. inches, then it just – and it'll be four feet by four feet by the end of the year. Wow. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. <laughs> so, so it will grow – I mean, will, it'll grow and it'll bloom in a reasonable amount of time? Oh, oh yeah. It'll be blooming in May. I've even okay. cut them in April, and they've started blooming in May. Early May. Boy, that's really early for a salvia. That is early. Okay, I may be fibbing a little, but not much. <laughs> maybe late maybe, May. Maybe June. <laughs> what, at the latest June. I guarantee that. And, Perfect. Uh, you, okay. know, you know, a funny story, real funny story. It was I was down giving garden talks in uh, down in Oregon, and... Uh, I was way down near the, the Oregon-California border, and anytime I see a nursery, I can't resist going in. And I'm famous for saying that every plant on earth is my favorite plant. <laughs> I walk in there, and I had a TV show that showed down there, and I saw their salvia, so I went over there, and there was a little hot-lipped salvia with a little sign on it that said, Cisco's favorite plant. <laughs> I was like, oh, la, la. <laughs> but it is my favorite. Oh, my God. It smells so good. The hummingbirds can't leave it alone. And it's pretty darn hardy. It almost always comes back. So you yeah, can't beat that. Mine is still in bloom, and the hummingbirds are still fighting over it. Oh, yeah, mine too. And, uh, you know, we want these things to bloom as long as we can. Keeps those Anna hummingbirds happy until some of the winter blooming things kick in. Although my Mahonia charity is just blasting into bloom right now. I looked out at it the other day and there were two hummingbirds working away at oh, it. Oh, that's so. so neat. Yeah, so don't worry. Your hot lips is going to make it through and you can cut it down and it'll bloom in either May or June. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Julie. Bye-bye. Okay, well, listen, we don't have any calls. Feel free to call in. We've got open lines, one 973 cairo But this gives us a chance to talk about uh, the Garden Delights at the Bellevue Botanical Garden. It right. is spectacular. It is, and not only are the lights spectacular, but they have all these extras going on now, like the music. They've got... The Bellevue Chamber Chorus, the oh, Seattle really? Opera Youth Opera the Project. The Seattle Opera? The Youth Opera Project. <laughs> well, they could probably bell it out pretty good, They too. can. They so can. do you have to wear a sport coat that night? You, can, you better just wear whatever keeps you warm. <laughs> Mary told me she's going to get me opera tickets for my birthday, so I'm oh. getting very excited about this. Well, I'll let you know what we're going to go. You and Randy can yes. go to this. That's so fun. That is so much fun. That's what you and I both, we didn't even know it. We, separately, we had asked our spouses for opera tickets to our is, birthdays. Was that cool or what? And neither one of them came through, so we had to buy our own. Yeah, that's right. We did have to buy our own. <laughs> Oh, they're not cheap either. No, oh, they're not. not. But it's worth it if it's a good opera. Oh, the, it is. And it's that opera so, was so good. It was so beautiful. That was the funniest thing I ever saw. I actually went on the computer and listened to all the songs. Oh, <laughs> I you sure did? I knew them all before I went. Well, that's you know? smart. Yeah, that was good. That was really cool. Well, you can get a taste of it at the Bellevue Botanical Garden <laughs> for Garden Delights. You, you got me back on track there. <laughs> 
I'm trying. <laughs> well, all right. Hang on, cuz we've got Tony on the line. I don't want to make right. him wait too long. Hey, Tony, welcome, and thanks for calling us here. Hi, Tony. Hi. Hey, Hi, hello. Cisco. I wanted to ask you that we had a green belt in our backyard, and um, we had to cut down three trees because the ivy had killed them. So we girdled all the rest of the trees, and we pulled out all the ivy roots. And um, now I, it's bare ground there, and I was wondering if it's okay to put down landscaping fabric with bark on it. Someone told me it was not a good idea to do that. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion about that, Nita Joel. Well, I think that most of the experts have decided that is not a good idea because what happens is the, the bark that's on top of the fabric starts to be a medium for weeds and ivy and other things to grow in. So then you've got the landscape fabric and the bark and the weeds. You still have the weeds and the ivy. And then you got to, it's twice as hard to pull the weeds out because they get kind of Down in the fabric. Oh, it's just terrible. I hate that stuff with a passion. And not only that, it gets plugged up over time. It's supposed to drain and let the water go through. Yeah, but it, it, just, it, it makes sense that it would be easy to plug up yeah. because it's such, such a yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. So, so uh, yeah, what's per, a good idea. Well, you know, you could use wood chips. It's not going to stop the weeds completely, but if you put them thick enough, it does. It'll cut pretty, down on it. It sure cuts down on them. You're still going to be pulling weeds. Yeah, and it breaks down in a year, so you got to do it every year. But it turns into the best topsoil you ever saw. You know, <laughs> so uh, you could do that, and then when you're ready to, uh, you know, do battle and plant beautiful plants there and everything, all you got to do is, you know, get use those for deal. mulch, huh? It's, it's a green belt, so I really don't want to. You're never going to garden it. Never going to. Yeah. Mm. Well, just put the wood chips down and manage it. Okay. That's what I do. Okay. Hey, there is one okay. other. There is one other suggestion I have, and that is you could plant a narrow lawn right there. And the reason I'm saying that is because if you mow that every two uh-huh. weeks, which I know is a pain to do that, no weeds will come through. The weeds will, because no woody weed anyway. Uh, I was going to say. More. Yeah, I mean, the dandelions <laughs> and things are growing there. But uh, but it'll stop the ivy and everything from oh. coming through. And ivy, you know, won't give up no, without it a battle. Won't. It'll find its way through anything. Yeah, so. it will. Yeah, it's a, it was a killer. I was just, I couldn't, amazed. Okay, thank you very much, Cisco. All right, good luck, Tony. Thank you. Bye. So I don't know if she has a spouse that gets stuck to in the mowing He's probably in the other room going, no! <laughs> don't do that. Don't plant that ivy. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have time for probably one call. So if you get a chance to call in, please do. Otherwise, Nita and Joe are going to talk about our favorite plants because <laughs> we're both such plant collectors. It's pathetic. It so, uh, hey, we'll be right back. 97.3 Cairo FM. Hey, 
welcome back for the last section. Nita Joe Roundtree with me today. And uh, just uh, we're going to go to Melinda in one second. But I just want to remind everybody, don't forget about Garden Delights. Because when does it go, Nita Joe? Saturday, next Saturday, November 24th through Sunday, December 30th, every single day, rain or shine. And uh, public gardens from all over the country contact the Bellevue Botanical Garden going, how do you do this? They do. Do They want to know, how do do we make those critters and flowers? Keep it a secret. It is. Good. (laughs) So I hope I see lots of you there. I'll be there for sure. Okay, let's go to Melinda from Gig Harbor right now. Hello. Hey, hi, Melinda. Hi there. Hey, how are you um, doing? I have a question. Oh, I'm doing great. Oh, great. How are you? Good. <laughs> um, you know, I have a question that I, I think Nita Joe can really help me out with. Is I put in some roses, um... I have three bushes of them, but there's Zephyrin Druhin, oh, I believe it is. Yeah. And, boy, that is, you know, it's, it's thornless. It looks beautiful in the books. and um, But it's quite the uh, job to keep black spot, and um, it's uh, it takes a lot of spraying, the fungal diseases, I think. Yeah, it's an old-fashioned... Old-fashioned rosebush, and a lot of those are disease-prone. So it is the nature of that bush. So the only thing you can do is continue to spray it or dig it up and replace it with a disease-resistant variety. Is there one similar to that with the same characteristics? Uh, That would be a pink. And there's not a lot of pink climbing roses. Uh, I think there's a David Austin rose called Boscobel. I oh, think, what again? Uh, that's not a climber, though. It, some of the David Austin roses are climbing-like, but they're not categorized as climbers, but they get big and they have long, flexible canes, so you could train them as a climber. And Boscobel uh-huh. would be the closest one that I can think of. Boscobel? B O S C O B E L. So you might try that one. And I'm trying to think, I don't have my book with me. <laughs> I have some climbing roses in that book. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Yeah, I know how that is. <laughs> but it's available in the library if you wanted to go check it out. But I've got. Actually, some... I, have, I have your book. Oh, you, I do are, have your book. you are my friend forever. <laughs> <laughs> so take a look in there and get some of those climbers that are listed in that book. If you want a pink one, I mean, there is a climber, New Dawn. Yeah, which I used, that. That used to be my favorite climbing rose. But here, amazingly, in the Pacific Northwest, it only blooms once. Oh, Everywhere oh, else I've lived, really? it's a repeat bloomer. But oh, there's, I think we don't get enough heat here, mm. although we might now that it seems to be getting warmer. But it's it yeah. doesn't get enough heat to rebloom. So that yeah, but there must be. I bet you there's some good pinks in there that'll do the job. 
I would never keep a rose that's just getting hammered with black spot. It's so hard to stop it. It really is. I dug up a lot of my roses, and I replaced them with disease-resistant roses. And, man, it's like Christmas. I have I don't have to drag that sprayer around anymore. But now she's got deer in the middle of Bellevue <laughs> oh, eating them instead. <laughs> I can't believe I have deer. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it definitely sounds like the best choice to pick some great uh, roses to try out of the book. They're so much easier to grow. I've been getting a lot of the roses from your book, and they are great. Yes. Just I, wonderful. I am so happy with these disease-resistant <clears throat> roses. So it really, it's a time saver. It's better for the environment, and it's it's takes the pleasure out of rose growing when you have to keep fighting these diseases. And they always end up looking horrible. No matter what you do, black spot is so hard to beat. Yeah, it is. You know, you can't go on vacation. You can't do (laughs) it. It is. I just wanted to kind of chop them all completely down and let them start back to see if it would be better. But, boy, I'll tell you, it's... um, it's on the canes, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, Once oh. it's on the yeah. canes, that's yeah. really bad. It so, is. Uh, you got it. It's time but, to dig those out. Think how exciting it'll be. You get going to choose to buy a new, new rose yeah. bush. That's, that's very true. Now, if I plant new roses in the same spot, is it going to produce black spot or should I be replacing the dirt? Well, or? I'll tell you what you do. What I do is you're going to have a pretty big hole to try to get an established rose out of the ground. It is no easy project. But then I fill that whole hole up with compost and mix it in with the existing soil because the soil gets depleted when a rose has been there for a long time because they take a lot of nutrients out of the soil. So by putting Uh the compost in, that's going to activate your micronutrients Whatever those Nutrient. things are. Microorganisms. I knew I could do it. And um, <laughs> then that's going to be a really jump start for your new roses. I also put I, some alfalfa meal in the. I hole. wish we could talk more about this, but we are running out of time pretty quick here. But okay. Melinda, find a really great rose in her book, and you got to let us know what it is, all right? Yeah. That'll be I, I fun. I think I will. <laughs> All right. Melinda, great. thank you. Thank you for buying my book. <laughs> Thanks for the hey, call, Melinda. You're so welcome. Maybe I'll see you one day and you can autograph it for me. I would cool love to. as can be. And she's given talks everywhere, so you'll catch her. Okay, we got to run. Thanks, Melinda. Hey, Nita Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's always so fun to have you on. Oh, I appreciate you letting me talk about Garden Delights. It's so fun. <laughs> thanks, Brian. Hey, everybody, enjoy this great weather. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.